Hi, I'm Colleen, your host for the Good News Podcast. And I'm Neil, the other host. The Good News Podcast is your source for good news, fun stories, auditory delight, and sonic joy. We're bringing you all of this goodness from beautiful downtown Chicago. Katie, have you heard of the Internet Archive? No. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, sorry, I didn't mean that to be accusatory. (laughs) I felt like lying, but no. The so the Internet Archive is a group that's been around for a while, okay. and and the thing that they are most well known for is probably the Wayback Machine. Have you ever seen the Wayback Machine? No, I haven't. <laughs> the Wayback Machine gives you the ability to look at an old cached version of a web page, like you could look at Google. From the first day Google opened. Oh, cool. That's probably what they're best known for, is sort of archiving old pages on the internet. Cool. And it's a fun service, and like sometimes it can be used if someone deletes something, (gasps) and... They're trying to like cover their tracks. So oh. so it feels kind of like a freedom of information. Sure. It, it's once out it's there, out whether there, you want it or not. Exactly, exactly. So they are proponents of the open internet, making sure things are free and available for anyone who wants to get them. Cool. And for a while, they've been operating a project called the Open Library, where they're scanning books in, which is great conceptually, I think, taking this information and digitizing it, putting it on the internet. Sure. Kind of a legal gray zone. Sure. People are like, can you do this? Should you do this? They've been able to skirt that by limiting the amount of books you can check out. And I'm doing air quotes. Yeah. Check out. Because it's in the internet. Because it's in the internet. Recently, people have been looking for things to do. Uh-huh. Generally speaking, we're all kind of feeling some cabin fever, sure. trying to figure out what to do with our days. The Internet Archive and the Open Library Project has removed the limitation on lending. Again, air quotes on lending because sure, sure, it's sure. like downloading. Right. So what that means, ostensibly is that there are one and a half million books on the Open Library Project that you have open access to. And again, this is, uh, it's on kind of loosey-goosey footing, uh, legally speaking. But I thought I would bring it up because I really like to read. You do. You're a very good reader. I thought I might bring this up because they have kids' books. Oh, that's nice. So if you are at home trying to find something to do with a little one, this is a great option for you. And that isn't to say that you couldn't go to a library. Because you can. Because you can. If you would rather just stay at home... And or avoid... if you're not sure if you like the book, yeah. I think, you know, you could kind of dabble in it. And then if you wanted to hold the book, you could go to the library and get the real yeah. deal. It does look like the Harry Potter books are available on here. Classics. Um, there are some big names on here. Okay, uh, let me Roald throw Dolls. one at you. Michael Crichton. Michael Crichton's all over this thing. Oh, and he's good. <laughs> Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Willy Wonka. <laughs> so I I bring that up just because 
it is a project that's been around. Sure. But now it's even more free and openly accessible than it has been in the past. And I'd like to ask you a question. If there was something physically in the world Mm. that you could digitize and have access to on the internet, and it would be, I'm going to say, a comparable experience, like... Soup. (laughs) (laughs) The perfect answer. I'd really like a digital soup whenever I need it. And... I mean, we don't have to, like, pull apart the nitty-gritty of it, but would you be able to eat this digital soup? Or would you be able to... You'd get the feeling somehow. Uh, Like VR. Like, you're not really there, but you feel like you are. Cool. So somehow you get a digital soup, and it makes you feel full and warm and taken care of. Like, sometimes when you look at an optical illusion and it makes you feel dizzy, you would be able to look at a bunch of zeros and ones... And it would make you feel like you ate soup? Yep. Oh, mama! (laughs) What about you? Well, mine's similar, but maybe, uh, I I think, like, less interesting. I want to go on a roller coaster, but, like, really feel it. I'm not alone when I say that I feel like I'm going to die when I'm on a roller coaster. Well, that's why people do it. Yeah, it's the thrill. And you, you're not going to feel that when you're in a VR headset. No, you know you're on your couch. You know you're on your couch. I do. I yeah, that drop of your stomach yeah. is something that would be fun to replace. And when you're when you're going up that first hill on a roller coaster and you like check the seatbelt, yeah. you're just like, this is so fun. Yeah. Yank yank yank. What if? What if? Yeah, I get that. Thanks for listening. Do you have good news? Incredible. Or maybe you want to tell us a joke or idea? Excellent. Email us at hello at thegoodnewspodcast.fm. Or leave us a voicemail at 773-217-0156. You can also tweet us at thegoodnewspod. And follow us on Instagram, too. And if you love The Good News Podcast, think about supporting us on our Patreon page. Most of our music is by Poddington Bear. Poddington Bear.